Hello, everyone, and welcome to Generally Casual, the place where you casually learn about anything and everything. I'm your co-host, Michael, and my Sandy co-hosts next to me are Michael and Corey. I mean, Richard and Corey. (laughs) I was forgotten. I'm also Michael. We're all all Michael. Michael. In fact, nope. In fact, all of our names today are Paul. We are all Paul. Paul what, Richard? I don't remember the last name at all. Um, So (laughs) we... Uh, in a kind of shout out to the reboot of Dune coming out and how excited I am about the series. I suggested these uh, fellow idiots. Yeah, idiots. Yeah. Uh, these fellow people of the sand to let's dive into this movie and Dune. let's dive into it first with the original 1984. <laughs> Dune. Yeah. Let's one. D- dive into this great movie. Let's watch the old one. Yeah, which actually it's... It's kind of like a cult movie in essence, but not like a good cult movie. No, well, it's to like, be fair. David like, Lynch has is like the the culty. Director. Well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing is like Twin when Peaks, I watched the original Dune and I read the book, I was like, oh yeah, I love this movie because it's it's very unique. It's kind of like watching Star Wars for for the first time, where you just get like head first into this universe, yeah. and it's it's really apparent by watching the movie that it. The author has his own like framework in mind when when building it. But like, the, wait, the author or the you're what? talking about for the movie itself? No, he's no, talking no, no, about no. the book. Oh, I mean, even the, the movie, like, like the universe. Like, yeah. I mean, David Lynch isn't the one who made Dune. No, it, no, it was the author of the book. Yeah, yeah. W. B. G. Michelman. But um, anyway, <laughs> yep, that's the author. It, it's very apparent. Like it has the same thematic like feel as Star Wars. We're going like right when you watch the first movie, you're like, oh, I'm in this specific universe. The person has like, if you if you talk to the person who made Star Wars or the person who made Dune, you could be like, you could talk to them for hours, and they'll have ideas upon ideas about what this universe is, what is in this universe. And I feel like the same thing with Dune. It's like when you watch it, you're like, oh, you could talk to this person for hours and they'll be like, oh, yeah, these are these are what the worms are called. And these are other planets in the area. Also, this is what the Galactic Emperor is called. Let me, like, get into it with you. And you're like, okay, nerd. Which, <laughs> spoiler <laughs> alert, there's worms. The, the movie. It's Tremors. Before we move on, like, uh, I feel like it was a, it was done well and poorly at the same time. Uh, in my brain, <laughs> though, I was not. No. I was not trying to be that person. No. Uh, that, but, normally, that's you. Hey, I don't know what you're talking about. Corey let out um, an insane scream, really. <laughs> but um, I feel like you're 100 percent right, Michael. Like it has all that like subtext and all the history mm. to it, and it feels like it's a living, breathing universe. But sadly, the movie it feels like it was done really well, but poorly at the same time in a way that. Like, they wrote it all out and all that history and subplot and subtext out in hieroglyphs, and they just had someone that randomly smudged some of it out. Yeah, I mean, and it's... Like, you're getting a big, it's like, tease of a lot of story, but mm-hmm. there are very core pieces or things that link pieces together missing. Yeah, and that's... Because of that movie, that inspired us to get this idea for this podcast to have Richard explain... What the hey hey this is all about. Mm-hmm. But before we get to there, yeah. Leading into this conversation, what is your experience with Dune in the first place? So I can start. Um I've watched the reboot, I've watched the old movie, and I've read the book, and I think I've read 
past the original book as well. I think there's a couple books out that kind I of. I think, think there is a trilogy yeah. or something, right? I've read two of them, and I've also reread that oh, book a couple times. Atreides. So. I remember it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't know why he said that or what that ad- applies that, to, but we'll we'll get into that. Oh yeah, that's true. Um, as <laughs> these guys have said, Dune essentially is Game of Thrones, Star Wars. Uh, or what was it? Was it Game of Thrones? Sci-fi Game of Thrones. Yeah, sci-fi on a, Game on of a Thrones. Desert planet. Yeah. It, it's it's basically that because it's like, uh, well, I can't explain because Richard has to explain. Yeah, but I get uh, to explain. Corey, what's your experience with Dune? Uh, so a very long time ago, I read the first book in a place and far, far away. Forgot a lot of it because it I is. tried. It is very far away. Yeah, it's in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are you me, Michael? What's going on? What? <laughs> but um, it. I read it. Probably earlier than I should have, so I didn't really understand a lot of it. Love big and words. because of that, I didn't I don't have great recall about mm-hmm. the book itself. Like I have bits and pieces and the movie kind of helps link those bits and pieces a bit better. Mm-hmm. But there are still significant portions of the book that are missing from my memory because the movie did not fill well, that in. And that's the weird thing, is that like while we were just describing the movie, it almost felt like those movies that are like straight from book to movie and that's what the first thing i said yeah and there's like like harry potter is a great example of how to do that right what whether you like the movies or not um it's one of the movie so the first movie's done is exactly kind of how dune the the 1984 movie it's like if if we took the book and we basically took the biggest plot points out of it Mm. and tried to cram it into Less than a two and a half hour movie. Well, and there's but, edits with that movie too that yeah. were like, here's more stuff from the book. Yeah. But Philosopher's Stone is better oh, because I, it doesn't have internal dialogue that they're speaking no, out. I, whispering, I get that. Whispering it. But my frame of reference is based well, yeah, off I'm not of compa- just, I'm not just watching that movie. I'm not comparing the movie, the movies, like saying no, no, one's no. better than the other. I mean, yeah. Harry Potter's better. But I mean... <laughs> I uh, just wanted some way to get that no, off my conscience, it's, is that this 1984 version of Dune, and the I movie would, has internal monologue. And I would say maybe that's An because... An external monologue. That's, I mean, that might be why they're doing the reboot, is because it needed more than one movie to explain itself. Um, maybe, like... That you just can't cram all of Dune into one movie, or maybe it's just because Harry Potter's easier to translate because there's less I mean, it's going a kid's on. Book. Yeah, um, I mean, there's other examples of it out there, but like Dune really is overwhelmingly packed with things that they just like. That there was there's a lot of lack of explanation. Yeah, you jumped into a pool and then just drowned. Yeah. Like that's essentially what it is. You jumped into a pool and you're like. The pool's rising above me. What's going on? And you just get sunk into it. And There's then, a lot of that. Uh-huh. Exactly. There's a lot of that. So, Richard, you're our expert on Dune, so why don't you explain us the... Uh, <laughs> well, the, b- before I do that, yeah. I need to go over my history with Dune. Oh, yes. I Sorry, I skipped that because... And the Richard, reason why I'm experience? explaining this movie, <laughs> because my, my expertise in this is just watching the movie once. Yep. <laughs> So I get to explain the plot with also just watching the movie. Corey, once. you've watched the movie one time. Yep, that's he, correct. <laughs> yep. But he's read the book too. Yeah, so. I have not well, read the book. Not well though. <laughs> not read. He poorly read. He 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 put some peanut butter stains on the pages and just skip those parts. <laughs> no. No, no, was, I didn't eat peanut butter when I was a kid. No, I did. I ate Vegemite. I like Vegemite better. <laughs> <laughs> See, I knew. <laughs> so Richard, 
don't try to dive too much in the details, but like give us a nice brief explanation of what this movie is from the beginning. Okay. And don't miss uh, details. <laughs> miss the details, but don't miss the details. Yeah, yeah exactly. So no, he said, keep I, it brief, but don't meet. I will say that the one of the strangest things about the beginning of this oh, yeah, movie I put that on there. <laughs> is that there's literally a lady talking head to explain the backstory of what's about to happen in the movie and doesn't explain anything really at all. There's, there's planets, there's houses. And then she forgets something. And then she goes away and comes back <laughs> to explain more things that I wasn't paying attention to. Now, before. here's the important part, and this is why I put this on the one note. I said, who was she and did she matter? Oh, uh, they, she, yes, she does, but not really. They, they show her later, I think. Isn't she part of the, isn't she like the, I don't know, the wife Richard? of the king or something sure, like, or the emperor? Sure, that's what she is. Yeah. I think so. I believe they show her on the screen later on in the movie. She does not matter though. Yes, you, you might yeah. be correct. Yeah. yeah, I think she doesn't matter. She is not centrifugal uh, part of the plot, but I think she, they wanted to pay her more, so they gave her more lines. Yeah, Corey, do you remember who she was? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, the the main impact of that at the beginning was they're trying to one-up Star Wars because instead of having the words scroll down the screen, they're like, we'll just read it off for you. That's so lazy. They had and then the, the lady, lady forgot to read the whole teleprompter. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> they faded her out and faded her back in. Obviously, the teleprompter <laughs> got <live>. unplugged. <laughs> It got unplugged, and then they plugged it back in, and then she's like, oh, wait, no, I got more. And they couldn't re-record that line again. The because- power went out for a little bit, so they, they're like, oh, no, fix it. <laughs> they plug it back in, and then she's back on screen. Yeah, and they couldn't re-record the line, since that's expensive. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. they just had someone do a, a cut, fade in, or uh, PowerPoint presentation. So, exactly, <laughs> with no visuals, just no, explaining things. No, a floating things. head visual. Yeah. yeah. So they, they explained that there's... Uh, spice that controls the universe and it's on this planet um and there's an emperor of the universe Mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure that that was a thing sure um then they show the emperor uh talking with some sort of you don't want to touch on why this oh wait hold on hold on richard hold on no no i don't before you get there uh spoilers for 1984 movie oh yeah yeah this is true the entirety of If you didn't see in the title the Dune episode being there and that we're talking about the 1984 movie, we'll be spoiling it today. Yeah, I, to be fair, true. it's probably not the best spoilers anyway. I'm explaining things completely wrong, and that's okay. Because the Emperor talks to this giant floating blob thing, mm-hmm. yep. and it's important to know that the, the floating blob thing or whatever mafioso group that he was part of mm-hmm. said that they need to kill this other this kid. Well... Kid. He's an adult. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, backstory a little bit, because the spice is important because it lets you teleport, I guess. Kind of. Sort of. I, that wasn't really clear because they really... It's part of space travel, I guess. But it only gets shown like once in the entire it, thing. It makes people live longer and it allows for wormhole-based transportation. Sure. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I was not clear. Yep. Um... <laughs> It probably explained it when I wasn't paying attention. Probably Floating Head Girl explained it. I did, was not paying attention. Just said, oh, oh, excuse me. The Spice? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the Spice, it's also for worm teleportation and other stuff. Yep. Yeah. And people also eat it. The, oh, know. that's why she went away and came back. She's like, oh, by the way, I forgot. No, what I you, have to explain you heard, the Spice. When she disappears, you're like, and then she came back <laughs> and she had Spice all in her nose. <laughs> that explains a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so the main most of the story... 
Uh, the actual parts of the story happen on this dune planet, uh, Ar- Arrakis, because mm-hmm. we went over. I nearly forgot it again. Um, but it has to Atreides, do. Yeah. yeah, no, Atreides, Atreides. is one <laughs> is one of the families. Yeah, and the assassination plot is to kill Paul Atreides, who is the son of the king or general dude of the Atreides family, um, who is this somehow just savior of everything because he's a mix of bloodlines mm-hmm. and one of the 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 female the mom is like part of this like psychic group of witches mm-hmm. and the dad is this general guy mm-hmm. and the, it wasn't supposed to be a, a, a son that was born it was supposed to be a, a daughter i remember that yeah. um and yeah. and the main thing is is there have been many sons within this this line of uh, crossbreeding, mm. um, and they all died because they tried to drink the waters of life or something like that, um, and they died due to that. Cool. I, this I, was just men in general. Y- oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, that was not clear. Um, hey, but, Corey, good job. Yeah. But the, the whole reason as to why this guy has to die, though... Is because that floating space blob thing told the Emperor, who apparently is taking suggestions from random space attendants. Right. um, Mafia people. (laughs) Hey, you know, just a suggestion. No, Uh, that's it. It was all clad in black people with the giant space blob. mm -hmm. They're clearly mafia. Mm -hmm. You guys really hated that blob thing's mouth. I did not like that thing at all. Shot lasers. It was a butthole with a flap. Yeah. Um, But... The the king was told, or the emperor, sorry, emperor yeah. was told he must die, so that uh, whatever their whole whole telepathic nonsense about spice going on is stabilized, and that was the whole reason oh. why the families were set up. So one family was told um, that they will be given something, and then Atreides was told that oh we'll give you guys soldiers so that you can fight the other family, but then. They told the other family that don't worry, once Atreides fights you, we're gonna kill off. Oh, that was the House uh, Atreides, Hucka people. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. That 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 was the weird, messed up psycho dude that inflates himself and floats all over the place. Yeah. Yes, and the whole reason why they had to get rid of that other family, which is the inflatable flying yeah. weird, arm, sick, weird man, weird sick face man, was because the native population was starting to take control of the spice slightly more. Right. The, and the, the Emperor did not like that. I hope you're enjoying this explanation so far. Yeah, yeah so the people that get, live... going to get worse. The people <laughs> that live on, on the Dune planet are called Fremen, and they have blue eyes. Yep. Um, and... Why do they have blue eyes, Richard? I don't remember that. Okay. I think it has to do with them being they got spice all around eyes. the spice yep. all the time. Because spice is everywhere. Um, yeah. and Yep, exactly. Yep. The spi- spice well, melange. It's everywhere on this one planet <laughs> in the universe where also, spice is the only thing. This, oh. this watching this movie also made Richard understand this South Park yes. skit about what Tom Brady is. <laughs> so yeah, there's an episode. We of- don't need to explain the South <laughs> yeah. Park episode. Just keep Either going, way, Richard. <laughs> that, there's a lot of whispering, and yeah. there's that's the weird thing about this movie is constantly there's inner dialogue going on where it's, they're just me? they're whispering constantly. They're inner thoughts, basically. Yeah. Yes. Which is just really unnerving. Um, but okay, anyway. So we have an assassination, assassination plot. There's the, the Hucka people. We right. have the 
the uh, Atreides people. Paul. Yeah. Uh, dad. And there's some kind of subplot going on with the Emperor and the, the floating bag of juice. Yes. Um, and Okay, and, and then they all go to the planet Dune. All of them. Yep. Arrakis. Sorry. Um, the the Could Paul goes Dune. to there, I'm guessing, to get away from the assassination plot. I don't remember that part. Okay. Um, and they go to take over the planet, basically, which they do. Um, they get rid of everybody except for the natives, and then the Hucka people come and take over everything, basically. Um, and then Paul and and his mom get away from the Hucka people, and uh, go in with the natives. And then he beca- the Paul becomes basically the leader of the natives, basically, and teaches them how to fight with these special sound weapons that are weird and ha cha 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 yeah they Isn't, they yell so a lot they don't that's one of the things they don't explain a lot is the voice because that's the first thing they mention when it comes up is like atreides gets commanded to do something and um he's like oh no she's using the voice oh right right, right. because he had that Paul. whole like hand in the vo- hand in the box yes uh, that situation. was a whole thing too where it was a test it was a, a mental fortitude test mm. Okay, so Paul Atreides and his mom have gone to the free people. Fremen. The Fremen. And he is now apparently just suddenly their leader. That's pretty much what happens. Okay, and then uh, what's after that? Um, he also uh, yeah, trains so using them. voice weapons. With yeah, he trains them to use voice weapons. And also finds out they're all sitting on massive reservoirs of water. Which, of life. Yes. Yes. Huh? Okay, just keep going. Yep. yep. <laughs> They, they, people drink. Oh, uh, uh, whatchamacallit. At some point, one of the witches dies, and then the mom of Paul replaces her. No, no, no. The, the witch dies because the mom is replaced. If you've not figured that's it fine. out, this is a, this is a crazy movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's fine. Yeah. That's still the, the basis of what I said. Mom, witch have replaced other witch. Other that witch. Live with Fremen. Yes. And then other Fremen witch. witch. Yes. Okay. So now mom is Fremen witch. Yep. Paul is leader. Leader, man. leader of Fremen. Yes. They um, have voice powers and weapons. Yes. Everybody gets trained and all of a sudden everybody knows how to use voice powers okay. for some reason. Um, Then they have a ceremony where they go up top. And, oh, there's worms on the planet, by the way. Giant worms. Uh-huh. That throughout the entire film is clued into having something to do with the spice. In fact, like three or four different times, Paul has an inner monologue about how worms have to do with spice. And he has visions about all of this stuff with worms and spice. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, ceremony happens. They go up. And Paul, um, this is the weirdest thing, <laughs> I tell you. Uh, he like <laughs> takes a plate of, so he, they summon one of the worms basically using vibrational stuff. And then the worms have plates. And what he does is he takes this like separator thing and shoves it into the side of the worm and separates it, clearly making the worm very much in pain, but doesn't throw Paul off as he's doing the whole thing. No. So he separates the plate so that he the can plate jump up can on the thing. Climb. So yeah. It's no, a, I got a that. Lever, and then. The pain makes the worm turn away from the source of pain, which drags Paul up so he doesn't have to climb. Oh, okay. Then uh, this is why we have Corey as the number two explaining. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I didn't remember. Richard, that part, Richard watched a different movie than you. But <laughs> I think so. You also missed uh, a weirdly important part where when 
Paul's mum undergoes the whole water of life thing. She's currently pregnant with Paul's Oh yeah, I forgot sister, about the sister. Who then ages and is birthed rapidly because of the effects of the water, water of life, life. and she's is born as one of those witchy ladies. Not helping with an explanation. I'm just saying she's a great character. Yeah, she's, she's sure. a great character. <laughs> she's really weird and creepy in the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and she a- speaks with a like a weirdly soft adult female voice and very creepily. Yeah, yeah. and just kind of stares at the screen a lot. She's the golem of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but also has like superpowers. Okay, so so we have voice powers. We have creepy sister. We have worms. super Paul Atreides learning to w- ride worms. Yeah, he, so he's riding a worm. That yeah, was the okay. ceremony. Okay. Um, and then after that, basically he he riles up all the natives to be like, we need to take back our land. And there's like a Braveheart moment where he gives a Braveheart speech. Um, and they're all like, yeah. And then this giant column with. Where the water is, kind of. Like, it's a tunnel area, and there's a whole bunch of... There's a lot of people underneath that planet, which is weird. Okay. Um, And then, basically, they all uh, get all the worms and ride them into a final battle against the Hakka people. Hop, hop. Well, and then, yeah, and then, and then... And then it's basically what, what, what they do. They take back the planet, mm-hmm. and then they basically disrupt the entire ecosystem of the rest of the universe because uh, they end up... Uh, Killing the inflatable man. Yeah. Um, the they they disrupt Sting. that. that it, oh, yeah. Uh, that was weird, too. Also, Sting um, was in the movie. Yes. Sting, <laughs> yes. The singer Sting was in the movie. <laughs> now we'll drop that information on you. <laughs> I not, completely forgot about that. Not as there, Sting, there was a whole, kind of as Sting. Also, Patrick Stewart was in the movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there was this whole subplot with the whole Hakka family thing about how... Uh, like brother, and then the Sting was this really, really psycho, weird dude throughout the entire thing. With a heart and then plug, yeah. Paul um, keeps seeing him as though he was the person who's going to kill him, I guess. But either way, at the end, they randomly just have a duel where it's Paul versus Sting, and they're like, and then they basically play mental games with each other by talking to each other, and then Sting gets stabbed and dies. Uh-huh. And uh, then basically, Paul Atreides takes over the universe. Corey, would you like to add anything to this explanation? Paul kind of gashes the earth open after he beats Sting. So <laughs> he, he cracks that. Voice weapons. Yeah. That's what it um, is. And it, basically their family then now owns Dune and therefore controls All the two Unis. of them. Yeah. Or I guess three well, of them. Yeah. And then it, well, I mean, it he's starts technically raining. part of the... Yeah. Oh, then it starts well. raining. Oh, yeah. right. Then the water comes out. Yeah. yeah. And that leads to the most important things that never rains on Dune. Yeah. Right. And that was the whole thing was that... On the whole planet. Um... After his sort of coming of age ceremony with the worm riding, he actually undergoes the water of life ceremony ceremony as well, which no man had ever lived through. Like they all die um, and he survives it somehow. And then that allows him to commune with the worms. Essentially, they kind of have this moment where like five worms show up. And they're all kind of like singing over Paul Atreides. Um, yeah, yeah and I then, forgot about that part too. Yeah, at the end of the movie, after Paul wins the duel, go, they have this like whole like, oh, he's the chosen one, and it starts raining. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I think that's a pretty complete explanation. How'd you guys like the movie? Yeah, um, it was ridiculous. I didn't understand half of it. And if you didn't understand half of my brother's explanation... We'll you've, go watch the movie and you've, see if you've you now seen a quarter of that movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but, and uh, I'll correct one thing. The 
House Harkonnen is. That's big. the guy, the yes. Hakka people. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Harkonnen, yes. He also, with the, the, uh, man. the narrator was the daughter of the emperor. There you go. See? Still did nothing. Did we ever see the daughter? Yes. She was the, at the, she end was of the, the narrator movie. at the very beginning. No, and no, you saw but, her at the end, too. Yeah, you also saw her almost directly after she narrates. Oh, really? Yeah, she, she was, was on like, the side. In, yes. she, anytime you saw the emperor, she was always she was like, right next to Like, her. close to him. <laughs> yeah. That's why, like, at the end where they have that whole dual thing. Which, why did she you, narrate you, if she, she had no important part? Like I said, they wanted to pay her more, so they gave her more lines. Anyway, she probably was the best reader of the probably <laughs> like, I, we like your voice can you announce this movie uh so yeah how'd Give you guys nice how'd you accent. guys like the movie so um, richard thought it was crazy i just didn't understand half of what was going on and it kind of reminded me of basically like an eight a normal 80s sci-fi like weird movie that wasn't didn't exactly have the best writer mm-hmm. and in general, had that movie just been longer... Screenplay, screenplay writer. Yeah. yeah. Had the movie just been longer, I think it would have been better. But there was just a lot... I guess my biggest beef with the movie was all of the internal dialogue. It was just too much. Like, it just muddied everything. Well, Corey, real quick before you get to whether you like it. Speaking of You Wish It Was Longer, the reboot of the movie, which is coming two out... Parts. Which is out, um, is going to be a two-parter. Right. And it's also 20 minutes longer than the original movie. Part one is. Yes, part one is. So it does take longer and explains... Well, you guys will see. Uh, Corey, how'd you like the movie? Uh, I thought it was fun. Um, It definitely has those sort of like original sci-fi kind of Mm -hmm. Star Wars vibes where you're like, this is a whole universe and it feels very uh, original and like it's its own thing. Um, Yeah, it definitely feels original. It just feels like it was a little soft-boiled. Like it was missing a, a little more time in the oven, um, and it kind of oddly felt like who who's that singer again that was in Labyrinth? David Bowie. Yeah, it felt like David Bowie should have been in there instead of Sting. Like it was weird. Yeah. No, I feel like like they could have. <laughs> I had was both upset, honestly. I felt like Sting should have been singing more and being crazy less. Uh huh. No, you well, just also, want to be a crazy guy. What was this the movie that the entire soundtrack was done by um I can't remember anymore. There was something like soundtracked by this person and I don't remember who it was. I was going to say that that would be Highlander and that was all done by Freddie Mercury and Queen. Okay, if that's no, what no, you're thinking. No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> there there was something similar for Dune too. Okay, maybe. Um, I have no idea. Well, Corey, you keep but, talking about things while yeah. I look this up. I I feel like it was a good movie but it wasn't a great movie. It's kind of like one of those it's a good cult classic movie, but I don't think it's a movie I'd be interested in watching frequently. Um, I, yeah, the having... music was by Toto. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, you are correct. Mm. That's what was that, weird. While we, when we watched was, the... There was, was like maybe music one by or Toto. two tracks that were definitely Toto-y, but the rest was like there was weird. No, there was no pop music at all during the time. No, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, anything I, else you guys want to say? The, the thing that I was astounded by is that you could and this is i think the thing that bugged me but also was very david lynchy about the movie mm. was the whole internal dialogue thing but the spies yeah the spies belong. uh but that just has to i enjoy a lot more of david lynch's other stuff by mm. comparison to this it's so. definitely like uh it's like in the campy. books where you have the person like thinking their own thoughts and then when they translate the movie, they're like, get rid of that. We don't need them thinking thoughts. Just have them act the thoughts. Go, go yeah. show them having yeah. those thoughts. Yeah. Uh, and personally, I I enjoy the movie. And watching it 
I don't know, like this is my fifth time watching it. It definitely makes more sense each time you rewatch it. But the one thing that I've blacked out of my memory every single time is the weird, creepy juice monster that's, that's like in the super. spice cage. And I'm like, I, d- what, I don't remember it ever. I never, like, even probably in the future, and now there's a podcast that's reminding me of this, I will never remember that. I will never remember weird, goopy creature that shoots lasers out of his mouth. It's strange. Well, I guess the weird thing for me is that the that that thing shows up later and it's just floating in the sky. Yeah, and it's just basically a warp drive. Yeah. <laughs> well, that they're the um There's a navigators. Space yeah. That I think that's what they're called in the, mm-hmm. they're called the navigators and they're essentially people that have had so much spice that it's changed their body. They're also older than every other thing that's there. Yeah. That's yeah. weird. Well, anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed that explanation. I most certainly didn't, and <laughs> <laughs> and I I'll be I'll admit if you made it through like that explanation, you can make through the movie because the movie is just as convoluted and packs way too much information into it. Um, we are going to be, and you can actually do this with us if you want to watch the original movie and then come with us to watch the reboot. Uh, we will be watching the reboot in a couple days. Uh, and we'll see if it clarifies anything yeah. for us. Uh, it is on HBO Max. We're not sponsored, but it is on HBO. And, you know, go ahead and watch it. And let's see if you can get a more defined explanation from the reboot than with the original. Because it's always fun to, like, look at these older movies. I mean, not that, like, 40 years old. Uh, but look at the original movies and see how the new ones kind of reinterpret the story. So... If you uh, are on YouTube, you could just keep watching. You'll see the part two right now. If you're on the podcast, tune in on Friday for our update, our part two for the for the uh, reboot. Yeah, we're going to do a bonus. Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you, everybody who's watching. Uh, obviously, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, you can find us at anywhere at, at generally casual anything. Uh, you can email us at, at generally casual gmail.com yeah and even hitting whatever is the like button and whatever is the subscribe button it helps us out a lot absolutely well uh we'll see you in a sandy second nope <laughs> bye <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>